0: what's up guys this is the black queer culture show with james patrick check out today's episode all right guys welcome to the black queer culture show and i am your host james patrick you guys call me jp you can call me jean paul i am the southern caribbean the haitian persuasion And I'm so excited to unveil the Black Queer Culture Show 2023. We're talking about a lot of stuff. We're tackling a lot of topics, a lot of things that need to be addressed within the Black community, within the queer community, within the culture as a whole. All of those things are the floating device that we're in all of us in some way, shape or form. And the form of the Black Queer Culture Show is mental health. Mental health being... I mean, should be your number one priority. I'm just saying you've got a lot of things going on. I'm sure you're all busy. I'm sure you got, but mental health is definitely going to be the plum. So I figured that it would be most befitting to have the baddest ass psychologist. I mean, in the South, God, what, what can I say? Like she's (laughs) tackled essence. She's been on major campaigns. okay she's a hbcu graduate yes she's a part of the infamous est Ooh, i don't know how to even introduce somebody <laughs> it's so illustrious i'm gonna start by just saying dr shari day hey. is in the building she's here to join us today at, on the black queer culture show how are you doing dr day i'm
1: doing so good what I'm do you doing prefer good. for the
0: people to call you
1: i tend to go by dr shari mm-hmm. yeah so the people can call me dr shari mm-hmm. yeah
0: okay Okay. I'm cool with that. What made you choose the field you're in? Let me first let me first let's let's break it down. What do you do? Give me all the letters. All the letters. Including the dots in between those. The dots Mm -hmm. in between the letters. So
1: Dr. Shari Dade or Shari Dade, comma, P H dot D. Right. So my Mm -hmm. doctorate of philosophy in psychology. Okay. And I'm a licensed psychologist. So there's the P that goes behind the PhD. Because uh, all psychologists don't have to be licensed.
0: Uh, really? Yeah.
1: hmm So a lot of psychologists that might do research or might do things like TV shows and things like that. If they don't provide okay. therapy, like okay. if they don't put mental okay. health, they don't have to be licensed.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you don't you're saying there are no there's a number of uh, there's a number of revenue streams in this there's situation. There's a number of
1: revenue streams. Because we are basically quote-unquote experts in humans and human behavior right and we happen to be in the place where humans live Mm -hmm. so at any point in time we can provide support we can provide therapy we can provide assessments Mm -hmm. we can provide consultation we can provide search, like i just said so we can do a lot of different things that are connected to human behavior the analyzing of human behavior Mm -hmm. human thoughts and how that impacts the way that we engage with each other mm-hmm. and the way we engage with ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So. So now what put you on this road to
1: yeah, Dr. Day? Man. So I knew that I wanted to be a psychologist in the seventh grade. Wow. Long time ago. Because you um, knew people had problems. I did. Ooh, I knew people had problems. You were
0: super introspective. I knew
1: I had problems. You, you were know, it to the
0: left. Exactly. In math class I had problems, too. <laughs>
1: Lots of problems. But it's so crazy because I say, even though I knew I wanted to be a psychologist in the seventh grade, it was for all the wrong reasons. Mm. I had a teacher who... Made like she was talking, made an announcement in class that she needed to go to her therapist and that she was paying $150 an hour to her therapist. And I was like, dang, I want to make $150 an hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I'm going to do that. Yeah. But I did not know that $150 does not go straight to the pocket of the therapist most often. Right. Usually that's insurance companies, we and all of those different things. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, I knew I, quote unquote, wanted to be a psychologist. So I started to take like AP classes, basically. Okay. So I was in upper bound. Okay. So those who might upper be in bound. upper bound. Yes. yes. Went to upper bound, took some kind of AP psychology classes Mm -hmm. so that I knew by the time that I got into undergrad Mm -hmm. that this is something I really wanted to study. Mm -hmm. So loved the study of just like humans. I think humans are fascinating. Mm -hmm. Just the way that we engage, the way that we think, how those things kind of permeate through our being Mm -hmm. and our personality and who we are. And so at that point, I was like, this is what I want to study. So really wanted to study psychology, but also had an idea around how individuals, especially as a Black woman and those groups that I exist in, how those groups played a role in who I am individually in the way I show up in the world and choose to show up in the world. And so through that. Understanding, I also double majored in sociology, Mm. which is the study of groups, the study of culture, and those types of things. And so that is kind of how started this journey. So I went to Grambling State University. Okay. The place where everybody is somebody. Okay. Uh, That HBCU you're talking about. Went there, studied, double majored in psychology and sociology, did a couple of summer research things, Mm -hmm. decided to go to grad school at the University of Minnesota, stayed there for my master's degree, stayed there for my PhD. I was Minnesota. Soda. Cold.
0: Like parentheses, house <laughs> soda. <laughs> cold.
1: Real cold. But it's actually. It's a nice spot. It's a nice little space. I was up there for seven, almost eight years. Wow. Yeah, long time. It takes a long time to get those letters behind your name. Behind that name? (laughs) Long time. So I was up there for about seven, eight years. It's a really dope city, actually. If it were a city that existed in a space that wasn't so cold, Mm -hmm. I'd probably still be in Minnesota. Really? Yeah, like the art scene is amazing. Like you think about the artists that came from Minnesota, like Prince Prince. Prince. Like, yeah, Lizzo got her start in Minnesota. Yeah. Like, the artists that come out of Minnesota are, like, amazing. They have a really great art scene, great theater scene. I would
0: imagine there's a lot of eclecticism going on in
1: Minnesota. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of eclecticism. A lot of liberalism, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes a lot of... A lot of polygamy for happening.
0: <laughs> a lot of progressive shit going on to progress- the left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff lives with Samantha, Trish... And Becky. and Becky. Okay. And their and their and family. Stephen. And Stephen, Okay. Yeah. And all of people who always love partners with Jason, who is married <laughs> you know, it's to a web. Samantha It's a web.
1: It's a web. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
0: Free love in Minnesota. Let me let me let me see what is going on in Minnesota. <laughs> Lord. You should check
1: it out in the summertime. It's a it's beautiful in the summertime. Right. Gorgeous. If you want some snow, you can go in the winter. Yeah. Avoid January uh-huh. at all costs.
0: I wouldn't think I need to be in the snow in January. Like between the months. Of January and March, like black oh, people, yeah. don't need to just actively go toward the snow because, oh, like, it's I just freezing. yeah, it's freezing.
1: It's cold. Like, I mean, cold. Like, I don't think I understood cold until I went to Minnesota. Because yeah, I'm from Louisiana, yeah. right? So we're like, oh, it's, it's chilly. It so a little outside, foreign. exactly. Yeah, got a little jacket. Yeah, okay, little jacket on. Put your thermal. I moved to Minnesota, and it was literally like, I mean, how to survive again? Like, I didn't know how to drive in the snow. I didn't know what to do. I remember one day having to clean my car off because like you don't have to think about those types of things before you go out. So I'm like dressed, ready to go out, got my heels on and my car is covered in snow like inch two inch three inch oh inch i was about snow. to say
0: grab the credit card and just graze across the front windshield that's what you
1: would think carolina and i got a little short snow brush right because mm-hmm. apparently i thought i was doing something me okay. get my little snow brush it was too short okay <laughs> i needed a broomstick okay. because by the time i finished cleaning the snow off like i sat in my car and cried my <laughs> like, fingers were burning it's
0: i was gonna say when what was the point that you cried
1: in the car, okay, I in the cried. Car. <laughs> I cried as the car was trying to warm. It was not a cold cry. It was it was horrible. So oh, that's God. one of my fond memories of Minnesota. I feel trauma behind that story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one I'll come outside. Y'all be like, Where's Shari? In,
0: this, warm, in the warm in the house. In the house. So I wanna talk about a few different topics. Yeah. My first is what where where are we with therapy in the, in terms of the black community? I know that we've come yeah. a ways with our conversation, right? I think my concern is that the statistics don't necessarily reflect that of the LGBTQI community. Mm. In the past year, we've had an influx of suicide. Yeah, by within the black gay male community. For sure, someone I knew personally, a Curtis, beautiful guy mm. in Atlanta, Georgia. He came to suicide. Wow, maybe four months ago, five, four. Oh, five that's months ago. recent. Very recent. Very recent. Very off guard. Like caught everyone yeah. off guard. Yeah, and, and so. I think it's, it things it like that. And I can say that it doesn't really, I, it, which I would say it does occur in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'd say that we're sweeping a lot of it under the rug. Absolutely. But being, having those ties in major cities like Atlanta and in Charlotte and, and having friends that are connected in those yeah. cities that are experiencing people who they go out with every weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, it hits close to home. It really hits close to
0: home. <clears throat> I, I, I feel almost like we are making strides here. But mm-hmm. you're not so much here. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel, and I will put the responsibility on the black queer community that mm. we're not really taking the autonomy, taking mm. charge of those conversations, those mental health conversations. For sure. I think we're merging on, we're emerging, but yeah. I think we could definitely do better. My question to you and all of that. For sure. Is where do you see us? How do we do you feel like we have a long ways to go?
1: Absolutely, I feel like we always have a long ways to go when it comes to just dogging conversation about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, because first of all, if we take just our society that we live in, right, American society, yeah. we don't often talk about mental health in general, mm-hmm. right? We don't, and then when we do, we kind of glaze over it. We Talk about in a very shallow, Mm
0: -hmm. where
1: yeah, you go to therapy two or three times. You always find the best therapist the first time, Mm -hmm. and oh, always right. (laughs) This person says like this breakthrough thing, and like the third session, and you never have to go again. If that, if that, right? (laughs) So we glaze over it Mm -hmm. just in our society, period. And then you put on top of that Black culture, mm-hmm. right? And the ways in which we operate around, I'm not going to mince those words, the ways that we operate in secrecy as Black people out of the need to, really, for survival at the very base of the core, right? So yeah. the ways that we don't often bring our things. We all grew up saying, you don't take what's happening in this house outside of this what house. What goes
0: on in this we house. We handle it here.
1: You don't hang your dirty laundry out for the work. Absolutely. Thing. Right. So... As black people, we often exist in kind of this sphere of secrecy. So Mm -hmm. you put that on top of a society that already doesn't talk about mental health or just like the full spectrum of mental health and what that means. And then you layer, like you said, other identities on top of that. You layer people who may identify as bi gay Mm -hmm. lesbian bisexual, Mm -hmm. like all of these things you put that on top of there and that's even more in our community (laughs) layers of secrecy right and so we get in and what that often is the outcome is that we don't talk about our mental health concerns in a way that is going to be beneficial right we often hold it close to the chest Mm -hmm. people closest to us might know yeah. that we struggle yeah but because they also may not talk about their own struggles they don't know what resources to talk about and things of that nature mm-hmm. and so it often leads us to a space where we're not just we're just not talking about it and when you don't talk about things then you can't heal them can't I heal say them. you are as sick as your secrets mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so we as a people we really have a far away to go. Yeah. To where we can actually have these open conversations around our own mental health. Yeah. And then you layer on therapy and what that means yeah. and access to therapy. I have so many people who come to me and they're like, oh, I'm looking for a therapist. In this area, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a black psychologist. And I'm like, mm, are you stuck on a black psychologist? Because there aren't any practicing black psychologists outside of institutions right. in Columbia, South Carolina. We have lots of therapists. We've got yeah. lots of like LPNs, lots of master's social work. Like we have a lot of mm-hmm. clinicians, but if yeah. you're stuck on a black psychologist, you can't find that in this area. No. Right. And then there's access, right? So what's the access like? Do you have insurance? Do you not have insurance? insurance so there's so many different layers Mm -hmm. to actually once you do kind of pull down that veil of secrecy there's so many barriers that can be in the way of you actually accessing care yeah finding care and oftentimes it can feel like a really difficult place if you don't know where to start yeah who to talk to overwhelming yo, it's so overwhelming it ensues to being
0: frustrated and frustrated
1: go um, yeah. and i tell people all the time fire your therapist if you don't feel like it's a connection you mm-hmm. know try three sessions but after that third session you feel like you're not connecting like you and not just the connection but you feel like you won't be able to to be authentic and open with that person. Yeah. Fire them Mm -hmm. and not in a rude sense, but like have that conversation with them and say like, this doesn't seem to be working. Do you have a referral? Can Mm -hmm. you transfer me somewhere? Mm -hmm. But like the knowledge to do that Mm -hmm. we often don't have because this generation is often the first generation for black people that has ever sought therapy. So I talked to my mom and I'm like, mom, do you know what to do? Like after my dad died, I'm Mm -hmm. like, Let's do some grief therapy for mm-hmm. you, and she was like, "I don't even know where to start. Like, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. And so we are the first generation, really, mm-hmm. to seek therapy in this way. Mm-hmm. So we don't even have people to ask. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. And that's uh, that's such a, a good point because I I've had maybe a handful. I mean, we've had a few good conversations. My mom yeah. and I we've had a few good conversations about therapy and how that played a part in like her her earlier years yeah
1: and yeah
0: the pattern that i find with my elders is that they only use therapy after a tumultuous oh, yeah like literally it's almost like a court order everything's on fire you've got to go to this person yeah. to get diagnosed yes which was led to which is what led to her diagnosis of, of having manic depression okay and yeah. so she wouldn't have even known mm-hmm. had she not gone to see a therapist. Yeah. I can say that she was an advocate for it, but I don't think it, we, I can say our generation for us to be the first real generation. Yeah. We really kind of tackled it aggressively, maybe a little, maybe a little too aggressively. Yeah. How so? I, I, I'd i say we, we, and we've kind of made it a showy thing. Oh, yeah. you know I mean, I, I, I think back to like, Insecure when Molly's sitting across from mm-hmm. her super black therapist <laughs> right. with her super black jewelry <laughs> right. and her super black clothing. And of course, what were we all thinking? Like, damn, I wish my therapist looked like that. Okay. Like,
1: like, where they at?
0: Where is she at? <laughs> She's only $275 an hour away. Yeah. yeah. But we've kind of glamorized yeah, in a sense. And I think in a sense, we've glamorized it to bring people closer towards, towards it. it. yeah,
1: Which works right until, until yeah it works to get people in the door yeah and i often say it's not enough to get people in the door especially with therapy because it's a process right and so we glamorize it to get people in the door and we saw that with molly she got in the door yeah. and after a couple of sessions, she was like this ain't, <laughs> this ain't what i thought it was gonna be right i ain't coming here to talk about all this i yeah. ain't coming here to like kumbaya with you mm-hmm. and so we glamorized it to a space where people are, are going to therapy right they may go one two times yeah but especially in the black community there is a low rate of us continuing Mm -hmm. and completing therapy Mm -hmm. right and so the first few times in therapy you're not going to be able to fully dig in Mm -hmm. and therapy isn't always a fully dig in right sometimes it is maintenance sometimes it is just a need to help with Mm decision-making or I just need to like figure this out for a second Mm -hmm. and to have somebody else there. And so oftentimes we may go because it's glamorous. It's the thing to do, right? Oh, my homegirls go to therapy. Let me go check this out. And then when you get in there and you see that it's actual work, Mm -hmm. I think that's the disservice that we do with therapy is that we don't talk about the fact that it is work, like real hard work, but real worth. Work yeah. right, yeah, and so when we realize that it is work, then it's like, wait a minute, this I wasn't expecting it, I'm off mm-hmm. kilter, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we don't continue, yeah, which is yeah. unfortunate, which yeah. is unfortunate,
0: yeah. I, um, I went to therapy prior to 2020, I was going to therapy intermittently,
1: mm-hmm. and I was
0: going as prescribed, yeah, I had a doc, and so I was going, I was doing what I had to do. I don't think I really and I will say this going to therapy post pre pre pandemic and post pandemic really made <laughs> me kill my ego. Yeah. Like it was an ego.
1: Say killer. more about that. So I want
0: I went through a sh- string. Y'all should see um, his
1: hand flying through the air. This string. I've got to get, I've, I really
0: will. I, I need y'all to see it. But I went through a plethora of different changes around 2018, 2019. Yeah. I had started getting like these really cool gigs that were taking me out of town. And so I was kind of admit that I was really on like an ego trip. Mm. And and it put me in a headspace yeah. that was very self-validating. Mm-hmm. And so around 2019, so I was I was raised by my mom and my aunt. My mom had me most of the time. My aunt yeah. had me half the time. And so <laughs> her kids were my siblings. So, yeah, my sister was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And the between a period of her Like, the decline and the actual death, which was maybe three weeks before the pandemic, like, hit. Like, like before COVID swept the U.S. So, between those two events happening, and then I went through a 10-year relationship, I went through a breakup with that. And so, those three major events really occurring took my ego and just, it killed it. But I didn't realize that it was that conducive to... Like my long term growth,
1: mm, mm-hmm. and it
0: really made me think that a lot of us bring our egos into therapy. Absolutely, and it becomes so difficult to change, like the knowledge that we're tr- we're supposed to be receiving in therapy mm-hmm. because we're not taking it at the value. I don't know. I don't know where we're going wrong. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, man.
0: I'm going to get it, and so I, I I often tell people like if you're going to go to therapy, like leave your ego at home. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and I think it's a dual process, right? So you leave your ego at home, and you do your best at doing that, mm-hmm. right? Because it's hard to separate who we are from our ego, mm-hmm. right? It's very hard because our ego tells us who we are yeah. oftentimes, mm-hmm. and so being able to leave your ego kind of at the door, even if you bring it with you, yeah, leave it, leave it in the waiting room yeah. if you can, yeah, and being able to. Get into a space with a person that you feel like you feel safe enough to mm-hmm. do that with, mm-hmm. right? And that takes time. Yeah. You won't know in the first session. You mm-hmm. won't know. Like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I really like that. Yeah. I like this person. They seem cool. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to get to a space where you feel safe enough to leave your ego because mm-hmm. your ego is your protector. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that's saying, like, you the dopest, Ilya. Yeah, It's that thing mm-hmm. that is telling you You are great. We got you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to leave that Mm -hmm. outside, to leave that in the waiting room, to leave that at home, Mm -hmm. it leaves you very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And we talk about vulnerability Mm -hmm. in our community. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't always understood how to master that. Yeah, Because that in itself is a process of Mm -hmm. like, how do I master vulnerability? And so some of it is that space of like checking your ego Mm -hmm. and being like, wait a minute, is that really who I am? Right. Or is that? this gig that's telling me who I am right? or is that this magazine article that's telling me who I am like those are the things that really when we strip those away Mm -hmm. we can get to the core of identity we can get to the core of who we want to be Mm -hmm. and how we want to move and show up in the world Yeah, but that's a hard thing to do that's
0: a hard that is a
1: very hard thing to do
0: I think it's scary it's so scary I was so vulnerable I just felt so naked yeah Well, the thing about it is, it's like you've got to wake up every day and be conscious of it
1: every single day, every
0: fucking day. You've got to wake
1: up in every moment, every moment, like every moment, like even in this conversation. Like my ego says, like you are Doctor Shari. Mm -hmm. Like you show up in this way, Mm -hmm. you have a conversation in this way, yeah, and I. Through my own therapy, through my own like exploration of who I Mm want to be and how I want to show up, especially over the pandemic. Yeah. I have now kind of pushed that and said like, but I don't want to show up as (laughs) that. Like it doesn't feel always authentic to me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it does in spaces where I am healing and spaces where I am clinical and I'm the clinician. Mm -hmm. That's how I want to show up. But at my kitchen table, talking to my homeboy, like I don't want to show up in that way. Mm -hmm. How do I show up mm-hmm. in like all of my authenticity and mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. So in every moment, it's a conscious like mm-hmm. ego, have mm-hmm. a seat. Like, I appreciate you. You get me to where I am. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to take a back seat yeah. because you're not allowing me to show up in the fullness mm-hmm. of who I want to be.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and that, would you say that that kind of treads along the border of, of self-sabotage?
1: When the ego is present? Yeah. Yeah absolutely because the ego likes to be with you like it's me and you Mm -hmm. right i got you Mm -hmm. and it's me and you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i think sometimes it can lead to a lot of self-sabotage it can lead to a lot of engaging in behaviors that hold us close to where we are so i can give an example you mentioned me being in essence Mm -hmm. right and that was a huge ego Mm -hmm. thing of like man this is so dope you are in like this esteemed magazine Mm -hmm. you like made a connection the connection went through Mm -hmm. this person was like you're dope i want to put you in this magazine that was a huge ego boost of like you're doing exactly what you need to be doing yeah you are in the space you need to be in you Mm -hmm. are exactly where you should be Mm -hmm. and
0: a defining moment it was
1: a a huge defining moment and i didn't realize that it was a moment right? Mm-hmm. A moment. Mm-hmm. And so chasing that feeling again mm-hmm. of, oh. oh my gosh, I need to do another big thing yeah, and I need to do the next big thing. yeah, And now I'm doing videos and now I'm yeah. editing and now I'm doing this, this, yeah. this, this, and this. And oh, it's the pandemic. So now I got time You've to do all t- this stuff. I need to write yeah. a book. Yeah, I need to do this. I need to on TikTok. I need to be everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, let me create a website. Let me send this out to people. Like literally everywhere. And I was exhausted. Like I was so tired. And in my need, my ego saying, yo, you need to do that again. Cause that was dope. You felt great. Mm -hmm. We felt great. In the need to like chase that, Mm -hmm. I self-sabotaged my peace, right? Mm -hmm. I self-sabotaged my own identity and who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person, Mm -hmm. just in general. Mm -hmm. So the more that I started to do those things, the more that I was sought after, the more that people were like, oh my gosh, we need you to speak here. We need you to speak there. Mm -hmm. The more I felt disconnected to Shari, Mm -hmm. right? And I felt more like, oh, I've got to show up in this way. Mm -hmm. I've got to do this. I need to always be on point. I need to always be poet. I need to and it just wasn't me yeah and I had to make the decision of like yeah what are you chasing yeah that was I love that you said a defining moment that was a defining moment it was it was great it Mm -hmm. was amazing Mm -hmm. it did what it needed to do at that moment right but that doesn't have to be your life Mm -hmm. and I think that was me bumping up against my ego Mm -hmm. and being like you ain't that girl Mm -hmm. you can't be that girl not all the time
0: yeah yeah. That's
1: not, it's not, it's not plausible. Yeah. It's, not possible it's not possible to be that person all the time. Yeah. There's moments. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think it can lead to self-sabotage. If we aren't mindful of mm-hmm. it, it can lead to a really dark, really difficult oh, challenging space. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I, I think that the defining moment for me was the opening up for Cardi B. Mm, yeah, and
1: I was I, at that concert. You were, <laughs> and
0: for me, it we it was, what was it 2018? 2018,
1: 2018, yeah, It was like twenty
0: eighteen. I had gotten the gig through a local radio station, Howard Three Point Nine. Blazing, Columbia's number one hip hop. <laughs> and we, Austin, got rest her soul. Yeah, put me on to the Hot Girls, and <laughs> y'all don't know the Hot Girls. Listen, you got you. If you you ain't from Columbia, <laughs> if you don't know who the Hot Girls is, so originally they were a group of girls that were being led by Mill Austin, who is literally the woman whose class I first went into. Like, she was the first wow. group fitness class I walked into. Wow. I had a job at New Life Fitness World on Two Notch Road, and I was working the front desk, and there was a back door that led to the back of the group fitness studio and she was playing bombs over Baghdad with and she was like 411
1: I going at it
0: and she was like hi, 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 hi. and I peeped in that door and I was like that is what I want to do
1: yeah I was 18 years old oh that's amazing
0: 18 years old top by Michelle Austin so she put me on the hot girls and she gives me this, this project she's like well hey you find the dancers you mm-hmm. curate the performance and we'll give you the opportunity And so we did it for, what, a year or so? Yeah. Open for Lil Baby, open for Faith Evans, Carl Thomas. And Cardi B was that defining moment. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting off of stage, and I had had this... So I had been having this this lung situation. I don't know. I wasn't breathing right. Yeah. I wasn't taking care of myself, child. Mm -hmm. I was working, trying to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And how how exhausting is that? Okay. And so we got off stage, and I was just like... I was overwhelmed and underwhelmed
1: at the same time
0: <laughs> cuz I was just like dang I feel like we could you get off and yes. it's like chasing that white horse yep. and I don't I don't know what I thought I was addicted to feel mm. after the thrill was gone That's for real. And I got off stage and I was handed an edible to calm <laughs> me down because I was already like
1: uh-uh, yeah. and
0: I sat down and Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares came on.
1: Why yeah. and,
0: and the song goes, I used to pray for times like this oh, to rhyme like goodness. this. So I had to shine. I, and so I literally start singing the song and I bust out into tears and I am inconsolable. <laughs> Friends are around me. People are like gathered around me. And I'm just like, Like just jumping, shoulders (laughs) just and
1: touch with the Holy Ghost, touch with the Holy
0: Ghost of Reverend Meek Mills. I used to pray for times like this, (laughs) and I remember after that just trying to chase that same feeling, yeah, and. I was consumed at one point with that. Yes. I, I got a gig out to I got a gig in, in 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 Arizona in Scottsdale, and so I mm-hmm. got flown out there by James Patrick. This yes, there's a white man. I in remember Scottsdale. that, <laughs> and that was like another defining moment yeah. for me. Yeah, and I, I found myself chasing the idea that huh. this could be a regularity for me. This could be. This could be the thing. This could be the thing. Yeah, I think I needed the pandemic and a funeral and a breakup mm. as tragic as all those, all three of those things were yeah. there was, it put me in a state of epiphany and self reflection right? that really made me say there's you're creating a, tra- a repeating trauma mm. in your success story
1: wow what wow
0: and so what? yeah and that's when i and so from that point up until now i've just been kind of redefining yes. what i don't want to i don't want to yeah. i don't want to keep going through the same trauma no
1: no
0: so i've been stripping my own ego mm. figuratively and literally i went from yeah. four thousand square foot gym to yeah. now I'm literally, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing right. it. But it's all so freeing and it's all such yeah. a, it, it really takes the trauma out of.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how does that feel to like move from that space of like knowing that you pray for times like this yes. into like, okay, I'm stripping some of that away yeah. and I'm redefining it. Like, how does that feel?
0: It feels it's always a new feeling. Yeah. But it always feels like you're like, this is right. This is right. Yeah. This is right. Yeah. It's okay. Absolutely. This is right. You're doing right. Yeah. How does your soul feel? That part. Are your chakras
1: aligned? Right. Okay. Like, do you feel in alignment with who you are? Right. Yeah. And I think only you can answer that.
0: Only you can answer right? that. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it may not always make sense to other people. They're like, you could be doing all this stuff. Yeah. I've had those conversations so often mm-hmm. with like really close friends. Like, Shara, you could be doing this Mm -hmm. like you could be making so much more money and you could be doing that and i'm like i've i've done that Mm -hmm. and i know what size comes with that yeah right i know the self-sacrifice the Mm self-sabotage the vice of connection Mm -hmm. sacrifice of relationships like sacrifice of sleep Mm -hmm. peace Mm -hmm. alignment Mm -hmm. i know the sacrifice that comes with that Mm -hmm. and at times i'll dabble in it but Mm -hmm. i can't live in that space And not saying that that's a bad space to live in. Some people absolutely can. Thrive Absolutely thrive in it. But I also think that those people, when they are healthy, when they're thriving in that space in a healthy way, those people allow themselves to have moments of, like, reprieve. Yeah. Have moments of, I'm going to back away from this, Mm -hmm. right? We've been waiting on a Beyonce album Forever. And she was like, y'all going to wait on it.
0: I have children to nurse and wait to gain. (laughs)
1: Because that's the thing, right? We were like, what is going on? We've been waiting on Riri to return. She was like, wait. Y'all going to wait on it because I need my reprieve. And we've heard them be very vocal. And I love that artists are coming out and being vocal about like these spaces of, I just need some time. Mm -hmm. And that is that space of saying... These are moments, mm-hmm. right? I create moments. I'm, I'm living in moments, but that can't be the space I exist in. Right. And oftentimes the world wants you to exist in that space. Yeah.
0: Live in that space. Because it th- feels
1: good for them, too.
0: God. It feels so... <laughs> it, I, think, I think it's like... A, Dr. April Scott bought the social media yeah. understanding of how our brains aren't even yes. translating what we're looking at on the phone. Mm-hmm. and
1: Our brains have not evolved at the same movement of technology.
0: And it's like it's almost like we ha- we're we're we feel obligated to try to absorb yes. as much of it as possible. Is that is that what's happening?
1: Yeah. I mean it's an addiction, right? So it becomes an addiction. Like when we see things that make us feel good. Mm-hmm. Good, good chemicals are released. Good dopamine is released, yeah. right? If we want to get scientific about it, we we get those dopamine bursts. Yeah. And our brain likes that, it makes mm-hmm. us feel really good. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. I need to do that again. Mm -hmm. I need to do that again. And because it's so easily, it's easy to achieve at this point. Like, you just pop on social media. Are you on TikTok scrolling for hours yeah, because it makes you laugh mm-hmm. and you don't realize that your brain is like, wait a minute, this is overload. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Your brain is like this is too much. I can't
0: I mean and I feel sometimes I don't know I like to think that <laughs> I am into my body like I'm oh, very <laughs> into my body. I feel I know I'm shim with all Let the me systems tell you, and and it so don't I matter. I feel like my brain be telling me like Mm, close your eyes, ready. lay down, go to sleep, go to sleep. Woo, woo, woo. And <laughs> I list I've learned to listen a little that's bit. Good. Now, sometimes I'd be like, no, I want to look some more.
1: I want to look some more. Yeah. And, and that's the crazy thing. It's like have to be very conscious of it. So I have this game on my tablet that I loaded because I travel for work. So I literally was like only loading a game mm-hmm. for planes. Mm-hmm. like when I'm in the airport, when I'm on a plane. Sometimes I don't want to watch a movie because the sound is just so I download a game and I know how they make games addictive. Like yeah. this is what I study. Yeah. <laughs> the sounds, it's, yeah. it's the, the lights flashing, it's the colors. I know all of these things go into making something enjoyable for our brains. Yeah. And I even th- with all that knowledge, mm-hmm. I am literally playing this game for hours on the end on my sofa. No airplane around. No No airport in sight. Because it really takes you being conscious of it and saying, no, I'm not going to do this. Yes. And your brain is like, but why not? Like, it feels good to us. Because the brain likes to do things that feel good. Yeah. It's just human nature. It's yeah. kind of the way that we were designed. Right. We don't like to do things that feel bad. Can you die. Then, right. <laughs> you know? and then you die and you'll be so, sad. So you like to do things that feel good. Mm-hmm. It's human nature. It's the way that we're designed. And so part of it is like just being conscious and mindful of mm-hmm. it. But when it comes to like big events like opening for Cardi B, like that's hard to say. That good feeling that came along with that, yeah. I'm going to now be in control of when that happens mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to chase it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to control yeah. that. Yeah, That's a hard thing to do.
0: Well, you feel like you're missing something all the fucking time. Please. I know most of the day I'm spent like, I think I'm missing some major event that is going on <laughs> that I should be a part of. <laughs> didn't get I think about it all the time. And... In all of that, that feeling of needing to rush and rush and rush. I was, I don't even remember what this lady's name is, but we, <laughs> I was listening on TikTok about, about how our, our brains very, just pretty much what you said. Our, our brains literally are, we mm-hmm. need that, that fix. Yeah. And so I, I kind of applied it to being a pr- young professional, being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know what I
0: mean? I think in this day and age if you're on the hustle for in whatever career you're in social media man ha- has to it has to you have to turn that you got to turn that app on you got to record yourself there's so much
1: pressure there's so much
0: there's so much pressure to not be like i should have posted a reel this morning between yes. 6 a.m and 9 a.m
1: it's so unfortunate
0: it's so sad it that is. and it's yeah it's it's sad and it's like damn like, like really really yeah yeah, I used to print flyers at Staples and put them in people's <laughs> mailboxes before the U.S. post office would call me and tell me not to do it no more. Like, right. bring me back them days.
1: <laughs> bring me back the days of small petty crime. <laughs> bring me
0: back the days of yonder.
1: <laughs> no, but it is. It's, it's that prayer to like always mm-hmm. be producing so you don't miss something, mm-hmm. right? And then you often have to ask yourself, well, what am I missing? What no. am I missing? I mean, sometimes you're missing money. That's Some, real. Yeah. Sometimes you're missing money. But all money ain't good money. Right. Mm-hmm. All money ain't good money, especially when it comes at the cost of your mental health mm-hmm. and your peace and your alignment and who you are. So but I think that's a really rich thing to say. Yeah. Uh, it's a really and I and I am aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be a really privileged stance. And health is important. Right. Mm-hmm. Mental health is important. Mm-hmm. Being able to rest being able to not self-depreciate yeah being able to not mm-hmm. compare yourself know, to others yeah. like those things are really important mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and sometimes it will cause you to lose money
0: yeah or yes. miss something yeah
1: that you're like dang if I would have posted
0: absolutely they would
1: have exceed- you
0: know, if I- yeah, there, there's a cost to. I think there's a cost to it all. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, there's a cost free? to it all. Ain't, Ain't nothing. Free? There's nothing. For, Ain't nothing free baby. I I, I tell <laughs> you, there's a cost to every year. I do something real cool. I, I do the Cardi B situation, <laughs> yes, and then like I do I do something you, like, cool every year. Now,
1: once a year. Yes, yeah, I, I do something
0: <laughs> And I did. Yeah, you know, I opened. The, I did set choreography yes. for uh, you know the Terrence Young show last year, and uh, this year I got to be Rocky in the Rocky yes. Rock Picture Show. So it's yeah. all it's all been different. But it's, yeah. I look forward to, all, and it all just falls in my freaking lap. I'm just like, that's dope. I'm, okay, I'm gonna do it. But I think I love that because it's like I get to focus in on something. Having bipolar disorder, Mm -hmm. I can't focus on but so much. So much. I constantly challenge that (laughs) to the best and worst of my abilities.
1: (laughs) I'm like, how's it going for you?
0: Oh, God, horribly. (laughs) But I will say I'm always on the challenge of of finding my best self in different spaces.
1: Absolutely. And
0: also deciphering when, like, I'm changing my mental health and when I'm just growing. Right.
1: Because there's a
0: difference, (laughs) right? You're not always, your mental health is not always, girl.
1: Yes. Yes. There is definitely a difference. And I think that's one of the things I appreciate about you is... The fact that you are a chameleon, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that you don't do it at the risk of your mental health. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a balance. Mm-hmm. And I, I think oftentimes people don't get to see that balance because mm-hmm. they see you out. Yeah. Right? And I've had the privilege of being able to see you in, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I'm not talking today like i just need a moment Mm -hmm. i need to like go home Mm -hmm. i need to be quiet Mm -hmm. i need to say like some incense i need to like and i'm gonna tell you like i will tell you exactly what i need exactly and and i think that's the thing that i appreciate about you is that you've gotten to a space where you can find what you need yeah and that's not always Easy because people yeah. are often like, well, I don't know what I need, yeah, especially when managing a mental illness mm-hmm. that's telling you, Yeah, no, you need this, yeah, and no, you like, need a little bit more. Yeah, because last time when I got that, because what
0: happened last time when I did, when I got it, <laughs> and then I got that, and then I exactly. grabbed my shit, and then I did, okay, and that's oh, you that exactly. trickery, you
1: got me by Polarina, you got me, you once got me, more. girl. And so that's the thing I appreciate about you is that balance that you do and the intentionality that you have around your own wellness Mm -hmm. and knowing when you need that moment Mm -hmm. to really kind of rebalance and recenter yourself. Mm -hmm. How did you get to a space where you could understand your needs like that?
0: Oh, goodness. I've been on a real. I think I'd say that. And I think a lot, I'd say that I cuz you're I'm about to say four different things at one time. A, it took a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I oftentimes reflect on when I wasn't telling anybody what I needed and I was just like flying off at the <laughs> handle, doing if I wanna act up. And and then there were moments where I was having clear moments and I realized that I think it just came with getting hurt a lot.
1: Mm. So
0: like I learned my Touching best up there. yeah. I learned my, <clears throat> les- my best lessons getting hurt. Yeah. Or getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or getting in a situation that my mental health put me in that I didn't have my, that I myself couldn't act for. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And being in spaces where, where my mental health has definitely been changed. Yeah. I just know I don't like getting hurt and I don't like feeling certain things. Yeah. And although I can't avoid it, any of that, yeah. I'd like to think that I want to keep myself in a healthy space. Yeah. I started working with my doc. Oh, God, you a few when I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. I was I wanted to have a treatment plan that would allow me to not out. I didn't want to take medication Mm -hmm, initially. mm -hmm. I was wholly against it. And I was 100% with a homeopathic, which is great. But yeah, we also need some of them. Honey, Demons was mixed in that lab for a reason. You
1: need the meds.
0: You need to take that pill.
1: Absolutely. Pop that pee. 100%.
0: And so every day, every morning for breakfast. And so, but I also wanted, Shari has this beautiful dog and he is just like his (laughs) own little, I gotta, you gotta see this damn dog. He's just so perfect. And he doesn't even know it, but I think he knows it.
1: Alabaster aggression. Oh, the alabaster aggression. (laughs) What is her name? He was named after Drake. He was. So, and when
0: she said that said alabaster, alabaster aggression, aggression. <laughs> I said, send CPR right now today.
1: It's like, how poetic. How
0: poetic. And
1: so true. And
0: so true. And what a read. And what what a read. read. <laughs> That's okay. So <laughs> I just, that was, that was noteworthy. But I'll say that it was a combination of killing my ego, mm. understanding that I was in my own way. Yeah. And I had to, I had to, atone for a lot of my mm, actions talk about you know what it is to tell somebody like text someone and be like I'm so sorry I for something wrong. I did four and a half years ago that I know you still think about
1: absolutely that
0: we swept under the rug I, I want to apologize that's tough it's, it's it's at times it almost makes the relationship it puts a strain on it because it's like now we have to relive
1: yeah what was never yeah what we swept under the rug what we swept under the rug and now we got to pull it out now we gotta pull and it figure out what to do with it yeah yeah,
0: but a lot of that, a lot of and a lot of our issues come from childhood. Say it. I had to my, I had my, the, the <laughs> child in me had to forgive my dad.
1: Yeah. Yes, and that's 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 man the forgiveness, the forgiveness right? The forgiveness, of it forgiveness all. that has to occur, mm-hmm. and the self forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? And then the atonement mm-hmm. with others. That's a really that's growth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's growth. When mm-hmm. people are like, what does it mean to grow? Those are the things, like the indicators mm-hmm. that there's some growth when you realize that you need to atone to mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. right? I need to, like, and you may not think about this anymore, and you right. may not, this may be. Or you be, may not have thought about it at all. At all, right? Yeah. But I need to atone for this because I know that I was wrong. I know that I did you dirty, or mm-hmm. I know that this wasn't how I needed to show up Yeah. in this space with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a hard thing. It's yeah. a hard thing. Yeah. But I think that that is that does lead to the path of understanding like our own personal needs mm-hmm. and how we can ask for those. Mm-hmm. Even when we often kind of quiet them. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't need to ask for that. We don't need nobody. Don't need we nobody. Don't need nothing. Yeah. Like I'm out here. <laughs> look at that. Look at that ego. <laughs> that just ego talking. saying, it's just me and it's you. Me,
0: me myself, it's and I you. and no.
1: And no, no. No. Cause it takes us to this space where it is really you. It's gonna be you. It's really yourself you. and you. Yeah. Right? You're gonna be by yourself. By
0: yourself. By <laughs> yourself, with your you and all your thoughts. With
1: yourself, by yourself. Yeah. So yeah.
0: How do you? My last question to you is: How do you? uh, How do you think dating mental health has? (laughs) This may take us another hour and a half.
1: Another episode.
0: Oh man,
1: (laughs) it's rough in these streets. It is
0: nasty and ghetto. Perverse. And it's perverse <laughs> and it's uncircumcised and it's not cleaned. And
1: <laughs> I don't want no parts of it. <laughs> I don't want
0: to touch it. And it's a little musky.
1: Not musky.
0: Mu- not with musty. The, with, musky.
1: with the K. With the K. Musky. That means you stink. Yeah. Like from the inside.
0: From the from your deep inside. From the deep <laughs> the way downs. What are we doing that could make us uh, that could put us? I I think that do you are you opposed to going to therapy for a date? For a date, like as a date,
1: which date? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> like
0: seven, eight. Is that a little bit too weird?
1: I never thought of that. What? Hold up! You never thought about that as a date? Yes. So, I mean, I'm thinking about it now at this point, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily weird, but I have questions. Like, yeah, you're inviting me into your therapy session yeah why like,
0: <laughs> it's like it's like coming into a room where everybody knows way like, more than, what than you what have y'all been
1: talking about okay what, y'all what y'all have y'all been talking leave? about yeah. right i think that conversation of the invite like that, that's 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 got to be a real conversation yeah it can't just be like hey but i don't think it i wouldn't say it's weird i would say that it definitely as a therapist right as a psychologist i don't know if i would allow for somebody to invite their date in right yeah um, unless it's becoming a thing like okay we're gonna it's not like a one time we take a pill and we're good right but it becomes like oh, okay we need to talk about couples counseling because couples counseling is a thing absolutely you know? it's a real thing and you know?
0: this should be implemented in an early stage absolutely i say this with all sincerity. <laughs> Are you going to be giving do. off and put them on a 90 day plan and then yeah. go straight? go like to I could
1: I could definitely I could definitely see that. OK, like, OK. OK, we're going to go to therapy. But like your counseling session, I think that is like where you do like some individual work. I could see you bringing a person in theory, not that they are physically there. Yeah. But I'm going to bring in I'm going to have a conversation about my interactions with this person, with my therapist. Right. So they can help me gain some insight on how to interact with this person in a different, more healthy way. Right. But you ain't about to bring, bring be, mm, Joe come, then here come Mark, here come Steven and Ashley. Right. Like, why is all these people coming? Like, what's going on? Because the only thing that's reoccurring in this room is you. It's you. <laughs> it's you. So let's talk about you for a moment.
0: I have always been, I've been way more hesitant to tell my therapist about the amount of potential relationships I've almost found myself in versus the <laughs> amount of sex partners I've had. Like, wow. the normalcy of sex partners is like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. But the amount of times I've almost like found in myself. relationship. Oh, my God. Am I almost in a whoop? Hey. <laughs> like, I, I find think it- we
1: are like alike in that way where we're like, whoo, is this a relationship? Ooh. How did that happen? Wow. Whoa. A minute, okay. but like the conversation about sex, it's like okay, this is yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. No, I could, I could totally understand that.
0: I always think that I'm the only one that feels like okay, I'm <laughs> secretly hiding this from my therapist. That I could
1: <laughs> be could have been in this relationship, but I'm gonna
0: tell her about all the all the I got my and then, I, and then my and then I did.
1: The funny thing is, most of the time, like as as therapists, we know,
0: like you've got to know. I think the funny part about me sitting <laughs> across from therapists is that i know they're reading me and i know that's happening
1: (laughs) but the the thing about it is really about like how can we get you to a space where you feel comfortable enough to bring that in Uh but half the time we know like we know that okay you done left out a whole chunk of the story yeah that part where and sometimes we'll be like let's wrap back around to that
0: yeah let's let's bring let's that unpack in. that
1: let's unpack it because okay those
0: are the hot keywords it
1: sounds like
0: yeah what you're and, saying And we know if, if i'm wrong phrase. like let me know correct if I'm wrong.
1: me correct me
0: before you before you be say right. something that you know that you aren't wrong about
1: <laughs> so most of the time we know but that's interesting i've never had this thought about like bringing a date into therapy i've definitely talked about my own process of therapy with people that I'm considering being in a relationship with. Yeah. And that's often, and I think just because of the nature of the work that I do, that's often like a very early conversation Mm -hmm. that I have around their understanding of what therapy is, their understanding of mental health work, Mm -hmm. because therapy isn't the only way to be mentally healthy, right? right? So we can be honest about that, but their understanding of working on their mental health yeah, and then I always ask about like mental illness. I always ask about family history mm-hmm. down the line a little bit, but mm-hmm. early conversations are really about: Do you believe in mental health? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. This is um, really your belief. Is this a thing yeah. for you? Yeah, for you real. Know, for real. Though? For real. Are you afraid of it? Because right. that's a really big one too. Of like people being scared of mental health. Yeah, like, not using those terms. Like right. I'm scared of this, but. I don't touch that. Like, that ain't me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I often bring that into conversation early. And I've had a lot of mixed answers. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's just data. Yeah. It's just data. (laughs) It's just data. What?
0: Put that on a shirt.
1: It's just data. It's just data. That's what I tell people all the time. It's just data. It just lives what you need to do. Especially, like, in relationship, asking people about their journey and their own Mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you stay mentally healthy? Like, we ask people all the time, like, how do you stay fit? Yeah physically fit you yeah. work out you go to the gym what mm-hmm. you be eating mm-hmm. like we had these conversations we don't ask people how they stay mentally healthy right like what do you do right when you're sad right what do you do when you overwhelm? and it cannot be go lay down right what do you do when you happy and it can't be just have more sex right you know right how do you manage man? your mental health? Mm-hmm. Do you have something? Are you open to, like? and if you don't, are you open mm-hmm. to having something? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to find that? Because right. you can't find it through me. Right. But how are you going to find it? Because I will not be
0: used as a vessel.
1: Absolutely not. Been <laughs> there, done that. Been there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I am only a vessel for the Lord. Of the Lord and the people name okay. me. Okay.
1: <laughs> me. So yeah, when it comes to mental health and dating, man. It's
0: you, and you can add social media into that and oh, that yeah. just changes the entire the entire it's dialogue. So rough. Just, the waters are murky, murky, murky. Just murky, muddy, and you just have <laughs> to be. I, I like to think that we're always <laughs> attracting parts of ourselves that we've unlocked. We Say haven't unlocked. That. It's Say all that. Let's all talk about how it's all self reflection.
1: It's. People, the people in your life reflect you. They reflect you, know? they you are in one way or another. They are reflections of you.
0: Please don't tell me that all your homeboys are dogs and you're the <laughs> good guy. <laughs>
1: you the good guy. Like how did that happen?
0: How did that happen? What are you? No, no. Mm-hmm. I will lean into
1: this mic. They're reflections. Yeah. I had a conversation fairly recently with a ex person of mine who we were talking about. We were. <laughs> we it's we were, the elocution for me. I know. I'm like. Mm. But we were talking a lot about my own personal growth and how I show up in spaces and relationships with a a lot more comfort in my voice. Mm -hmm. And he asked a really great question. Was he one of the people who quieted or silenced me when we were in relationship with one another? And it was a really great conversation of me saying, well, I don't think it was you that silenced me. I think Ultimately, it was me sensing myself yeah. in order to maintain the status quo of what I thought would be happiness and mm-hmm. all of these things. But it is a reflection of mm-hmm. me. Right. And I could go around and be like, yeah, it was you, nigga. I was saying, yes. like, it was you. You always mm-hmm. did X, Y, and Z. And then we did X, Yes, up. and Q Summer Walker. Exactly. Exactly. Like I could have said that, but I think just like that revelation of, oh, oftentimes we're making choices Mm -hmm. in these spaces Mm -hmm. and outside of abuse, outside of abuse. Oftentimes we're making these choices and it is a reflection of who we are at the moment. Mm -hmm. And when we get to that space of realizing that we can then be like, "Ooh," Mm -hmm. because I realized I was like, "Ooh, I don't like her. Yeah. I don't, that, like that, of, I don't like this version. I like this version of Shari. Mm-hmm. The one that's quiet and silent mm-hmm. and just kind of conceding yeah. with whatever goes in order to keep the status quo, in order to keep a person mm-hmm. you can't make a home out of people. No. And so those are things that I think when we think about like mental health and dating mm-hmm. kind of who we are and how we kind of find ourselves and our own identity and how that does impact dating. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, at that point, the individuals that I were attracted to, I'm not attracted to those people anymore. Right, and it makes the pool a little smaller. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> I think that's okay, and it is. It's okay
1: to have a small
0: selection. When I hear you, someone say like, "Oh, I don't like, I don't have a type." No, mm. well, let's. What, what's your selection pool let's start there because if you can t- it's like Carfax reports and like <laughs> if I can just take anything off the damn lot look what makes any of these cars special
1: that's and how true. many
0: of them are really lemons? Off the goddamn lot, we all knew they're going to pre- depreciate from That's the moment we drop off. About I
1: never thought about it that way. That's a good way to think about it. As I'm long t- as you ain't the only one swimming in your pool, right? Okay, <laughs> now don't be the pool only is one. So it's narrow so damn that narrow. it's just you.
0: You have a jacuzzi, okay?
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you, a bathtub.
0: You have a you garden are in the tub. tub at this point. <laughs> you're in a. You're not even a garden tub because you can accommodate two to three people in there. <laughs> you in a steel tub? <laughs>
1: you are literally in the shower. <laughs> you're in a shower, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I never thought about it that way. Of like yeah like the pool shouldn't be so wide that you can just go in yeah real mean, you know, yeah yeah absolutely
0: i'm okay with that
1: no that's good that's good that's hopeful yeah here we go yeah i like that
0: That perspective <laughs> shift my therapist like we need a perspective shift we for need that a thinking we
1: need a reframe read let's 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 reframe. reframe.
0: (laughs) We got to wrap this shit up. This has been a great episode. It has been amazing talking to you, Dr. Shari. Yes,
1: I love it. I love these conversations. Yeah. When I talk about like the fact that we don't talk about mental health, oftentimes it is, we think the only way we can talk about it is in like a therapy office or a clinic. And it's like I love having these conversations where you can just talk about mental health, mental illness, mm-hmm. the difference between the two, how you manage it, mm-hmm. how it plays a role in every part of your life. Mm-hmm. I just love these types of conversations mm-hmm. because it helps people kind of peek behind the curtains Absolutely. of understanding what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I love being able to relate to my audience. Yes. And so I'm learning how to... So I have the ability to post forty thousand things and still keep my whole life private. Exactly, and I love that about myself. I feel too. I think it's great. It keeps. I do the,
1: too. I love the, it. A lot
0: of silly stuff out of the way. The
1: flies. With it keeps things.
0: all the flies out of the way. But I, I love this this platform because it just it allows me to talk in with a, in a different it's just a whole different James that the yeah. world is kind of getting to. and I'm getting to bring in like all my friends and all the smart people around me <laughs> that I keep, I like to keep smart people around me because I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the bunch. Never, I, I yeah. always want to be looking at my friends like, damn, she's that's so smart.
1: Rude. Cause that's real. Like you always want people who you, you're going to look at and be like, man, mm-hmm. like, Help me get that. Yeah. Like, that's dope. I'm about
0: to go get my my PhD like tomorrow.
1: Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. The loans are ridiculous. I'm not going to do it. We still waiting.
0: I'm the street doctor. I am the street doctor.
1: <laughs> I am the doctor
0: of the streets.
1: The doctor of the streets. I am the
0: doctor of the streets.
1: <laughs> I do hold the crown. I am the reigning. Right. Don't, don't, you don't want the loans. Okay, that ain't what no, I don't want them. I don't want them. Mm-mm.
0: all right dr Shar, would you leave us with one last oh so before i go yes. we have to play a game
1: okay all right this is oh. uh, all
0: right so finish this sentence
1: probably shouldn't have been drinking that okay
0: much. this is the perfect time how much do you? Have? so go <laughs> ahead and all right so did i mention dr Shar is also a she's a craft yes. mixologist yes all right, finish this sentence. I love when I go to, and it needs to be, it has to be the craziest answer you can think the craziest of. Craziest answer, to, like just right off the top of the head. Boom! Oh. You got like five seconds, and then
1: okay, is that the stem? I love when I go to.
0: No, that like that's just an example. Oh, okay, I gotta
1: go fast with it. Okay, yeah. okay, that's an example. Ooh, I'm scared. Jesus. All right, go ahead. <laughs> right.
0: Five questions.
1: Five. Okay. Go ahead.
0: I love when I am me i think that men is that a good enough <laughs>
1: answer i just don't think about me and Austin. my fa- <laughs> I try not to
0: my favorite pair of shoes is
1: stiletto pumps and club.
0: my favorite breakup song is
1: mm. ooh, oh
0: what just hits
1: when a breakup is happening it's something by keisha cole and i don't even be listening to keisha cole like that but something by keisha cole
0: what i think people who like i telling my age Kish, drink, people who like Kishko drink gin that's what i know
1: <laughs> and that is the, the truth. The
0: statistics show that the people in that and <laughs> prefer kishko do have a high gin tolerance like <laughs> dr day do you have any last words for the people
1: last words for the people is don't your mental health like as you are getting healthy as you are becoming who you becoming make sure that you are tending to your mental health because ain't nobody going to do it but you yeah. and nobody's going to be around asking you about it. So make sure that you are putting it as a priority.
0: I love it. Last words, police your peace. Those are the famous words by my nice. sister, Vanyetta. Vanyetta. Shout out to of Power 97 Police in your Charlotte. Peace. Police your peace. That should be a t-shirt. It needs to be on a t-shirt. It needs to be a tattoo. It Police needs to be a, a way of life. Police your peace because nobody else has the authority Police to.
1: Police your peace.
0: Y'all be blessed. Have a great rest of your whatever. And mm. love on yourself because ain't nobody else guaranteed to. Yeah. Peace.
1: Bye. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yay. Huh?
0: Just say it you guys can find us on you guys can find us on oh no no because I have, what's you your know. social media
1: oh that's the question you guys you can put it like that
0: i didn't know because okay
1: hilarious <laughs> ask it again what's, what's your what gotta look it up
0: all right dr shari tell the people what your social media is
1: yes so the people can always find all things dr shari at w dr shari nicole Dot com. They can also find me on Instagram at Everything Psychology and Facebook as well as Everything Psychology. So these are the places where I am. Hit me up.
0: And you guys can find me, of course, at www. Do, do people still say www alright just find me at jamespatrick.guru I, I
1: said it
0: I, I think over w- 35 w- I still use my world wide webs world wide okay. web, web, web dot, dot, dot,
1: dot Guru. what is this <laughs> dot com the whole thing
0: find me on instagram Fitness Guru. <laughs> thank you for listening to the black queer culture show with James Patrick.